Yo, yo, what is up? What is up, YouTube boxing family? Um, it is K right here. I'm back at it with another good post fight live for the Joe Joyce versus uh Joseph Parker uh post fight show or post fight reaction. Uh, just figured I'd make like my little you know talk about that fight of itself and um just uh chop it up you know for a good amount of time to uh give like my thoughts. On the fight itself um i thought the fight was pretty interesting i'm not really too much of a fan of joe joyce um i think um joe joyce he's a good fighter but you know the heavyweight division is not supposed to be a young gun division and um just based off of how joyce has been moving in his career um he was really never let the type of heavyweight to like have like the most stellar career but I mean, either way, like he got the job done and um, I'm happy for him. You know, he's a good fighter. It's just that I kind of wish he didn't start boxing so late and uh, things would have been a lot better for him. But either way, um, it was a good fight. I had a lot of fun, you know, it, you know, watching, you know, with the fight. And um, I thought, you know, Parker. He just like you know, um, he obviously did not come in shape for the fight. Um, it was just those type of fights where you knew Parker was just gonna break, and um, I thought Joyce he did like enough to really you know immobilize Parker, and um, he made Parker you know uh, suffer you know late game in that fight. So congratulations to Joe Joyce. Uh, much respect to him. Um, I think he is with the goods. Um, you know, at heavyweight, but do I really think he's like a super duper world beater? Um, that's soon to be determined, but I think based off of what we see out of Joe Joyce's career, he's only been looking good just because, you know, he's never really been in there with any adversity, um, per se, but he is a very, very good fighter when it comes to the late game with his gas tank and everything that he, that he had provided for, you know, for his, uh, fights um as of recent so um you know much respect to him and uh definitely like to see more out of him in the future and uh i'm definitely looking forward to seeing a more um 
you know, interesting heavyweight division mix with a Joe Joyce, you know, in the picture now. Um, but let's talk about uh, the fight card of its own, and then I'll get up out of here, and I'll say what I have to say about some of the other fights that were going on. Um, either way, uh, I thought, you know, the undercard was pretty decent. Um, it wasn't, like, the best, per se. Um, I will say, like, some of the fights, I kind of felt like they should have never had them in the first place. But let's talk about some of the undercard fights before we head on to, um, you know, the main portion of the card. Um, I'll talk about Raven Chapman. She, she's been a very decent fighter on the come up. Um, Raven Chapman, for those of you that don't know, she had a great, stunning, unanimous decision victory over, um, uh, I believe, Georgelina Guanini. Um, she's a good fighter. She's not like the greatest fighter out there. Um, she she should be campaigning at her natural weight, which should be technically 122, I would say, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she like she is decent, but you know the problem that I have with her is just that you know everything that she's done as of recently, like she she's been pretty much on the low track of like not being like how should i be like you know how should i say like very successful in facing women you know at bigger weights and if i'm not mistaken um she she's always started her career at a smaller weight so i mean she's not a bad fighter it's just that when you look at like the trend of like where she's at um she's been going up against some pretty you know decent level opposition um arguably she should have beat uh that one girl ellie scottney um i i, I kind of felt like that fight of its own should have been a win on her books because she definitely was beating ellie scottney up pretty but you know pretty good she she gave her best effort to win but um she is a good fighter i don't i don't think featherweight is the division for her just simply because you know she's a much smaller lady and if i'm not mistaken she's she she did win a title but i um um it was up against uh deborah denicius yeah um that was at the champion at the time and if i'm not mistaken if that was at featherweight then by all means you know respect to her well actually no that was at super flyweight okay yeah so she won the ibf super flyweight title that was when she defeated deborah and Deborah, she like you know, she's a small lady herself. She's not like the biggest lady in the world, but you know, she can she can definitely hang in there with um, you know, you know, any lady that fights at featherweight now. But knowing how Argentinian female fighters are, they they usually end up facing a lot of you know domestic competition, like you know, which is good per se. It's just that you know when you look at the level of opposition, um. Their opposition levels are not as, how should I say, not as supremely superb uh, compared to any of the other fighters that are out there. So I think it's decent. It's not like the greatest per se, but, you know, you have some decent fighters out of like that stable of the, like, you know, of what the matchmaking. So I think it's okay. It's not like the greatest, but um, either way, uh, 
uh, Georgelina, she she gave Rachel a tough fight. She's not she's not no lady that's gonna come to lay down. She really wants to, you know, I assume become a champion again at featherweight. But I just think where things are in the featherweight division, um, there's just like how should I say? There's a lot of great competition in the featherweight division, and I think based off of you know like uh, what we've seen. Um, you know, the featherweight division is obviously ran by Amanda Serrano in which, uh, I'll get to her in a minute. Uh, but, um, I think based off of what we're seeing right now, um, the only chance of seeing a good mix of featherweight female fighters would probably be Raven Chapman. She might come close to being a world titleist, but I don't think her and Amanda would be let the fight to make, um, I think Raven is just levels below, like, you know, Amanda in terms of earning a shot because it's like she only has like five, six fights. Actually, no, she has, um, I think she got uh, four. Yeah, she got four fights. So I, I wouldn't want to put Raven on the fast track if I was managing, you know, a fighter like that. But I'm just saying, like, based off of how I see the progression from her. Um, she's a decent fighter. Uh, she definitely has skills. Um, the biggest issue is just like, you know, just her defense. That's all. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't like to be rude on any female fighter. You know, I usually give female fighters, you know, the benefit of, you know, the doubt, but knowing that women, they, they only fight like two minute rounds and, you know, most of their punches have to be like flurries to score points that's really like the only way for them to actually you know win a fight but i think um either way uh she's been making some decent noise and i know that her and her team wants to fight amanda and um i just don't think that's like the type of fight that i would that i would be keen to see just simply because like you know everything that you see now with how she's growing like i just don't think she's like super duper ready yet but um either way you know she she has skills you know i um i respect her a lot but i think everything will be better for her if she just waits for the titles to be vacated in which i think that's what's going to end up happening because by the time when she gets up there i don't think she's going to be ready for a title fight within like what 10 fights i just think like you know look, the timing it's just not good. Uh, there, there's just too much to really, you know, like, like you know, there's just too much political pull that she can't really get. And I mean, either way, um, that's just pretty much how she has to go through at that point of her career. And I mean, you know, I don't blame her because you know she 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 either wants to be moved fast or she's just kind of like pushing it a little bit too far which I just don't think that's just like the right, you know, pathway to go. I mean, that's just me, though. I mean, I just don't think everything that you see now from her is is really like a good, you know, uh, like, you know, trajectory of like where she wants to be. And I mean, granted, if she's able to contend at a world title, like, I just think, you know, the timing is just not a good spot. Um, I think uh, Raven, she she she's better off just fighting women that are at the veteran level just keep building up and eventually you'll be there 
um, similar to that with uh, Jerron Ennis. Like, I think Jerron Ennis, his perfect opportunity, which I'll get to him um, in a minute because I have some good news to really talk about, about what, you know, your Dennis Ugas said towards him. But um, if you think about it, Raven, if she wants to be on that path, I think, you know, she should do the same thing what Jerron Ennis is doing. Just fight whoever is available that can get you, you know, about the best fight made. And I think um, at the top of the featherweight division, which there's really nobody there, but I mean, if you really want to have some just like decent level rookie opposition, I think Sky Nicholson would be a good fight. Um, I think Sky, she provides a good style, um, especially from like a southpaw stance in which I don't think of Sky as like a really good southpaw. She's not really like supremely educated as a southpaw like like you know no disrespect to her like i just like you know look at southpaw boxing you know at a different level and i just think based off of what we see you know as southpaws ourselves, is just that you know we just study like the different fundamentals and technicalities of what southpaws are, are naturally good at and and to me at least i look at all my southpaws in a different light of like, you know, there's different breeds of like how southpaws fight. Um, I just think based off of what you see out of a southpaw, uh, there's just a different school for it. Um, you know, for me, like, you know, I always believe southpaws, you know, run boxing and, you know, theoretically in a sense, you know, they do. And factually, like I would say that they do. It's just that, you know, based off of how they perform, it's just like, you know, it like, like it all really depends on like how they operate, you know, coming into like the pros. But um, usually Southpaw fighters end up scaling well into boxing if they know what they're doing. And, you know, it's, it's mainly just a level of, you know, progressing yourself to get better. But um, based off of what I'm seeing from uh, Rachel, um, uh, uh, not Rachel Raven Chapman. Um, uh, she's good. Um, I like I like watching her fight. Uh, I think um, she just needs to just keep getting better. That's all. Um, she she has a good punch, you know, based off of how she fights. I think she's an orthodox fighter. Yeah, she yeah she's an orthodox fighter, but um, she's okay. She's not like super duper amazing, but. You know, the biggest flaws out of her is just that she's flat-footed. She she definitely has a little bit of a defense problem. And I think that's pretty much like the only takeaway from it. Um, if she works on that and she works on her footwork, um, that, that'll definitely take her a very long way. And that's really what I would expect from her, um, especially once you get up there at the world title level. Um I just think based off of what you see now, um, I don't think that style really scales well. And I'm only saying that because I think that how she fights, she she fights like a very, um, how should I say, you know, if I'm going to compare it to like any male fighter, like she, she has like a Bryant Perella type of style, very long, rangy, but her, her style really consists of being, how should I say, um, being very um, aggressive with no proper pressure. And, you know, it's a good, decent style to have, but it's just like, you know, 
pressure style fighting with like no educated, you know, footwork, especially when you're going up against women that could punch, you know, with you. Um, I think that's probably going to be like the only biggest issue out of her entire development because she, she is good. You know, I, you know, I will give it to her um, in terms of setting up her shots, you know, beautifully. Um, but it's just the defensive aspect when you try to look for like a knockout, eventually let the knockout will come back towards you. So that's like the only problem that she ends up having is just, you know, taking one to give one. And, um, you know, I'll probably get to like Amanda in a minute because I'm going to I'm going to go up against some arguments that some people say about her and in, in her performance. But um Either way, it's just like with Raven, she she's just that type of woman where she she tries to like fight very uh, hyper aggressive, but her pressure is just not at the level of which she needs to start being more um, counteractive with her pressure. And I think that's pretty much it with what she needs to work on. Uh, once she works on the defense and the footwork, I think she might be a player at the featherweight division. Um as far as how I see the progression go, um, she definitely, you know, is like, you know, getting there, you know, little by little, but um, I wouldn't say like put her up with like any killers right now. I don't, I don't think like the, you know, any of the female featherweights, you know, she could really like be ready for that type of test. But by all means, if her team wants to move her fast like that, I mean, I just don't think that's a right decision. I think what the best decision would be go after women that are veterans in the division. And then you could have that, you know, resume building, you know, prop like, you know, uh, like proposition to say that you fight, you know, what the best, you know, opposition. And I mean, that's pretty much what she can do at this point of her career. And I think that's what she needs to do. Um, I think Raven, she has skills. Um, it's just that, you know, you have to just keep building. And I think that's, you know, only like the best thing that she could do right now. And uh, that's, you know, like my whole take on it. Um, but until then, you know, you know, like we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, much, uh, you know, much respect to Raven and uh, much love to her. You know, she, she has skills. Uh, like, you know, she's a good decent fighter and um hopefully you know i can i can see her you know one of these days if i ever you know see her fight you know in the states but um yeah that's very much how i see it with her but let's talk about the other fight with um uh miss uh you know miss amanda the real deal holyfield 2.0 uh serrano um she she did amazing. She uh, dominated Sarah Mafood. Um, it was a good fight while it lasted, and um, I thought Sarah she could have definitely went down a couple times, but I think it was just due to her having having like a good chin. Um, you know, but the biggest takeaway from it is just like she just has like I guess like a how should I say she has more of a you know punchers you know resistance to take good to take good shots and um she 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 knows how to limit the amount of punishment that she gets but she got she got pieced up you know respectfully 
you know, by, you know, Amanda's shots. And I think that's what Amanda was trying to do. She was trying to, like, knock her out. But um, what Amanda showed to me was that she had she had great educated pressure. Um, it Like, you know, like, I felt like, a, you know, like an Errol Spence beatdown, but it just felt like she, she was just in there having fun. And I think that's what I like out of Amanda. Like, it may not be, like, the best you know, progressive, you know, performance from her. But, you know, like, um, I think, I think that the only reason why she did that was because that she was only doing that for the sake of trying to, you know, uh, basically just, you know, prove a point to Sarah that, you know, you weren't really hurting me in the first place. And if Sarah had power, I mean, yeah, you can say like, okay, Amanda shouldn't be doing that. But, she she knew from you know from at the beginning that um sarah did not have any power and sarah she she was basically getting dog walked um it, it didn't feel like an actual super duper beatdown but it was like a type of beatdown where you could say okay this isn't like the type of fight amanda should be doing but this is like the only opportunity where she could go after you know the opportunity to beat her beat her up where she she has the size advantage over Sarah, and with Sarah she she's not that big of a lady. She like like uh like um no disrespect to her, um I don't I don't like disrespecting you know like a woman, uh you know for a weight, but um I just think like looking at the size differential, Amanda, you know she's a you know she's a broad you know lady, you know she's not that much bigger than Sarah, but um. You know, the, you know, the progression from her was, you know, very, you know, interesting seeing what she was able to do, you know, with Amanda on Sarah's end and Amanda being able to just constantly apply pressure. She actually started, you know, investing, you know, good body shots. She she should be doing that a lot more often because Amanda, she, she, she has a very similar style to Errol Spence in a way where... She has amazing, educated, you know, body work, um, in a sense. But the issue is, is just that she just doesn't use it enough. She she just tries to go after, you know, go after you with like that big shot. And um, I don't really like that from her. Um, I think it could be a lot better. And I think that's the only issue that I have, because you know, with Amanda, um, she she can she could easily fight a lot better. If she didn't, you know, do that type of stuff, and um, I think I think that's like the only issue that I do have with like Amanda's fighting style. Um, if she it, like you know if she continues to you know fight like that and she's not making any improvements, then yeah, then I'm gonna say something you know like about it. But I think um, at this point of her career, um, she she already knows what she has to do to be successful. So she 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 could very well see those, you know, deficiencies, you know, coming her way. So I think that's what the biggest takeaway from it. Like she, she's not playing, you know, she's not playing, you know, like around, she, she wants to be undisputed. So if she wants to be undisputed, she, she needs to correct these deficiencies, but looking at the featherweight division, like I don't see a Erica Cruz being able to do that type of stuff to Amanda where she's going to start hitting her and getting her way. And then she's going to be able to, you know, dog walk Amanda or just punch her, you know, with some good shots where Amanda, she's not able to be successful 
no, like I really do believe Amanda, her style is definitely all wrong for a lot of fighters. Um, it's just a matter of how much, you know, progression does she go into, um, you know, using her, um, her game plan mechanisms to be successful. And um, I think that's pretty much what many would think out of her. But as far as like what she brings to the table, she, she, you know, she's a high level threat. Um, I just think based off of what you see now out of Amanda, um, Amanda, she's, she's good. She has, she has skills. Um, it's just that how much, how much uh, progression do you see, you know, from her? Uh, that's, that's something that I, you know, tend to like, you know, tend to wonder. And, um, I think, I think Amanda, she, you know, she, she, she has a lot, you know, in the tank to be successful. And, um, I think, I think eventually, you know, like, like, um, we're going to end up seeing, you know, about the best version of her. And I think, um, you know, about the best opportunity is to go for, you know, undisputed with, uh, Erica Cruz. Um, I think Erica Cruz is that great opponent for her where, um, she could get undisputed and then, Maybe try to revisit the Katie Taylor rematch. Uh, I think Katie Taylor, she's going to continue to avoid that fight. I don't think Katie Taylor wants that fight, especially even if she wants to say, like, I want the rematch in Ireland. But, like, that's not going to be pleasing to the American audience saying, like, okay, well, you want it in Ireland, but we want it back here in America. So Katie shouldn't have any problem saying, I want the fight back here in America. And I think that should be let the right move to do because you have more drawing power here if you have it back here you know especially at the madison square garden in new york so i just think that should happen it's just like that's just not the perfect you know a strategy to go for and i mean that's what that's basically what i'm saying like um katie katie should definitely uh go for that and um i think that should be let the right move um, why would you want to have it in Ireland where, okay, yeah, you have all your beloved like Irish fans, but to my knowledge, like Ireland is not that big, big compared to population size compared to the United States. And on top of that, just everything with boxing, they're not super duper big into boxing. Like Ireland is not like, you know, how should I say like, I don't, you know, I don't even consider that the UK big in big in boxing either. But when you look at like, the political landscape of boxing in Europe, Europe does not generate big money when it comes to boxing. Like Europe is very, very quiet when it comes to boxing. They only get big in boxing when it's like a European fighting another known European. But it's like after that, it's just like very dead water you know, fights because no one cares about any British level talent or talent coming from France or Italy. Like, like, like nobody doesn't care about any of those fighters coming out of that region because they don't present the proper talent level to be successful in their campaign to be a good fighter. And that's just how I feel about that. Cause it's like, you know, you can't really say that these fighters are, you know, whatchamacallit, great at what they do. Granted, you could say, like, yeah, they have some skills, but 
you know, the issue about the matter is just that, you know, they need to keep building. That's basically their issue. I mean, that's just how I feel. I mean, that's just how I see that the state of the manor. But either way, um, you know, there, you know, there's plenty of good talent in, you know, America compared to Europe. Uh, the European talent level is just not that big enough, in my honest opinion. Um, they just don't present enough. Um, how should I say? They don't present enough um, challenges to any high-level stakes fighter, and I think that's pretty much what the problem, you know, of you know, um, of the uh, matter. Um, there just needs to be more progression, and I think um, that's very much how things go. Uh, I mean, you know, however people want to say, like, you know, they, you know, they can still compete with like Americans, but. You know, you know, like market level wise, they're like, you know, they're not that good, in my honest opinion. So I don't I don't really care too much about that. Um, I think uh, it, it clearly shows that Americans are are way more marketable and America's way bigger in boxing popula population of fans and just, you know, the level of, you know, controversy in boxing. So. That's just how I see it. I don't think the UK will ever get to that level, and I don't think the UK is that good when it comes to their talent of fighters. And as far as like people saying like the UK generates way better fans in boxing compared to Americans, um, I find that extremely extremely hard to believe because the British boxing community is really not that huge, and a lot of them are very biased when they talk about boxing fights because they don't come to any events in Britain per se where it's a big fight because British fights are quote unquote cheaper to go to where the, like, you know, where the ticket prices are dirt cheap, where you get probably like a bunch of dumb, you know, retarded casuals that come to their events. And I'm sure the fighters, you know, they don't get paid that much. They probably get paid like chump change compared to like, what American fighters get paid over here, you know, at least American fighters, you know, they're staying active versus British fighters. They're getting paid chump change for the, for, for just like low level opposition fights. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, guys like Dalton Smith are not going to sell over here in America compared to his numbers that he probably makes over in the UK. It's like, you know, the amount of money that he makes is like, you know, that's like little, you know, that's like nothing compared to anything that's made over here in America. So British money, you know, that's made in boxing is not 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 bigger than American money made over here. You know, the economic scalings are way too, you know, way too, you know, way too big, you know, in a gap. And, uh, you know, Americans just outscale British people when it comes to any sports market, hands down. Like, I mean, I guess for soccer, you know, that's not the only thing Britain's good at. But, you know, with basketball, uh, baseball, any global sport that has, like, a bigger following, that's happening here in the United States. But, yeah, that's pretty much it with what I have to say with that. Um, Amanda, she did her thing. Much love to the queen. Uh, you know, shout out to the real deal Holyfield uh, um, 2.0. And um, shout out to, you know, the queen. Amanda Serrano, you know, you know, the Puerto Rican princess, but, uh, either way, um, she, she did her thing, man. 
Uh, I'd like to see her and Erica Cruz for Undisputed. Uh, I wish Erica Cruz was just out of the picture. She's garbage. I don't think she's that good. And um, hopefully, you know, we get to see more of, uh, you know, you know, of Amanda's success to shine more because she deserves Undisputed. And uh, I think that's basically what should happen at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the main event and then I'll get up out of here. Uh, we had Joe Joyce versus Joseph Parker. Um, I wasn't really too sold on this fight. This fight really just like, eh, it wasn't, it wasn't that good of a fight. Um, until Joyce knocked out Parker, which was good. But the issue of the manner was just that Parker, he was not there to win. He was there to like, try to think he was going to win. And Joyce, he came in there with a good mindset to think he was going to win. But the problem of the manner was just that he just didn't have the right, you know, the right strategy to get Parker out of there quicker. And I think that's what made this fight very weird of how I saw the fight going down. Because I really thought Joyce had the style to knock out Parker a lot sooner, but it was just like the level of just how much progression, how, you know, how he got to that level. But either way, um, Parker, you know, he, you know, he's done in my honest opinion. Um, I don't think he's that good. Uh, I think he's done, you know, overall with boxing. Um, I just don't think he's able to like keep himself there leveled at the top of the division um but i mean if you want to see more of him i think a good fight for him coming back would be maybe a fight with adam kaunaki i think that's a that's a good that's a good fight in the heavyweight division um it's a very good winnable fight for him um i think what should really end up happening is just that you know Parker, he needs to take some time off, but he needs to work on his uh, conditioning. Uh, that's pretty much like the biggest issue that I have with him because, you know, anybody anybody could look good for what he can provide to the table. But, you know, as far as everything that went, went down with him and Fury and, you know, just like the crew that he's with, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't feel bad for him. He, he's not... He's not that good of he's not that good of a person when when you know he's connected with criminal you know tie mobs. So I just think with Parker's association with Daniel Canahan and all those guys, <coughs> his um, imagery is just not looking too good. So I just don't like that. I think uh, uh, that was never like a good look for him. And uh, you know, like I was happy that you know Joyce. You know, stop them. So uh, that's pretty much how I saw it with them. But uh, either way, uh, good fight. You know, I'd like to see uh, Joe Joyce go up against uh, maybe the winner between um, Walder and Hellenius. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think the heavyweight division. It's gonna. You know. It's gonna heat up very soon. And um, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, where things will go. So, uh, yeah, shout out shout out to Joe Joyce. You know, he's a good fighter. I've always respected him. 
I just never thought of him as like a super duper high class fighter just because he's just slow. He's not he's not like the type of heavyweight where he's supposed to like actually be good. And I think that's because he came into the pros like so late after his Olympic pedigree run. But it's like after that, like it just didn't look good from the from the beginning. That's just how I saw it with him. But hopefully he can uh, bring himself to a better to a better leveling with his career. But um, that's pretty much it. Uh, like like I said, I wasn't going to have the show on for that much longer. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in. This will be uploaded to the podcasting channel as well. So please be please be sure to listen to that for anybody listening on the podcast. And I'll see you guys very soon. And uh, I'll probably talk talk about UFC probably coming up this weekend because there's really nothing going on for boxing. Uh, and then I think Bare Knuckles coming on. So, all right. Um, I will see you guys later. Uh, appreciate you guys. Salute to the mighty, mighty LDBC and salute to the TWT. I'll see you guys and I am out. Bye.